The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians in whose steps I walk and gladly share such knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow. I will apply for the benefit of the sick all measures that are required, avoiding those twin traps of overtreatment and therapeutic nihilism. I will remember that there is art to medicine as well as science, and that warmth, sympathy, and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug. I will not be ashamed to say I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. I will respect the privacy of my patients, for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given to me to save a life, all thanks, but it may also be within my power to take a life. This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play at God. I will remember that I do not treat a fever chart, a cancerous growth, but a sick human being whose illness may affect the person's family and economic stability. My responsibility includes these related problems if I am to care adequately for the sick. I will prevent disease whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to cure. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings, though sound of mind and body, as well as the infirm. If I do not violate this oath, may I enjoy life and art, respected while I live and remembered with affection thereafter. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling, and may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my help. The Pre-Med Year, session number 500. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to the pre-med years. I can't believe it, 500 episodes, closing in on 10 years of publishing the pre-med years podcast, what used to be known as the Medical School HQ podcast. Now, I used to have a tradition, I think I I, I stopped it at some point. I, I've been putting out so many episodes. I, I think I stopped. I missed the last couple, maybe. I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, of reading this modern version of the Hippocratic Oath written by Louis Lasagna, Lasagna um, in 1964. He was the academic dean of the School of Medicine at Tufts University. And I love this modern version of the Hippocratic Oath. And I have typically read it every 50 episodes for the pre-med years, and I, I think I've, I've gotten away from it, but 500 
I could not miss. 500 episodes. In those 500 episodes, in those 10 years, I started this podcast with the goal of sharing information, of coming on here and talking to deans and directors of admissions, to talking to to students who have gone through the process, who have shared success in their journey, students who were told they never would be able to get in to medical school, students like Chad, who couldn't get into a Caribbean medical school, but ended up doing an SMP and getting accepted into, I think, two DO schools, and now is, as we're recording this, a second-year surgical resident. He was rejected from the Caribbean. That's episode 230. I think about all of the amazing deans and directors of admissions. I've had the the dean, two deans now of Carl Illinois College of Medicine sharing the amazing things that they're, they're doing at the first engineering-based medical school. One of our f- most popular podcast episodes is NECA, who had a 2.7 GPA coming out of her undergrad at Cornell, doing some post-bac work, some master's work, and ultimately getting in to medical school. We have shared so many amazing stories. We've shared so much information. What started as a a single website and a single podcast is now a really large company with more than a dozen employees uh, all across the world who are helping to create material, content, books, more podcasts, videos to help you on your journey to medical school. And in this 500th episode, I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of them, everyone who has come on this ride with me, all of the pre-med students who were my first employees, like Sam, who is in medical school now, almost graduating at this point, uh, who was my like first real employee and uh, came in and helped me do a lot of things. We had Steve and Giovanni and so many other amazing people. We have McKenna and Carly currently helping out with amazing things. Uh, and, and just so many people who are helping create this vision that I've had for more than 10 years, uh, doing this thing now for 10 years, to make this process better for you. And a lot of people don't like what I do. Uh, they don't like the fact that I uh, talk about some people who are in this world negatively, people who are dream crushers, I like to call them, people who tell students they can't get into medical school, people who tell students they shouldn't go to medical school, that they'll never get in, that they are a woman and they need to have a family if they want to have a family and that being a doctor is too busy and I've heard so many atrocious things from advisors, mentors, other physicians talking to students in a way that is is a dream crusher. And too many students come to me years after those conversations and say, I want to try this again. I, I didn't think I could do it before. I was told I couldn't do it before. But now I know that I can do it and I want to do it. And those students reach out to me through email, on on social media, through DMs, people I've never talked to. 
And they just send me messages that say that this content, this podcast, the MCAT podcast, specialty stories, the old pre-meds podcast, all of the content that we put out is helping them realize their dream of medical school. My biggest fear is regret. Regret of not living the life I was meant to live. And so every day I wake up and I do what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes that leads to more amazing content for you. And sometimes that leads to me sitting on the couch and doing nothing. But my goal is to uh, wake up every day and do what I love. And so when I talk to you all, whether it's one way through this podcast or two ways through some of our Q&A shows or one-on-one advising calls, whatever that may be, my biggest message to you listening to this is don't live a life of regret. If you have parents telling you, advisors telling you, physicians or mentors telling you that you shouldn't do this, that you can't do this, do some deep soul searching and figure out if that's the truth. Where is their information coming from? Are they a physician who's burnt out and telling you that you just shouldn't do it, not necessarily that you can't do it? Are they an advisor who has no ability to directly tell you no and just is making assumptions based on your C in organic chemistry or your poor start to undergrad because you got homesick or you lost a family member to COVID or something bad happened. And so they're just telling you, oh, with a, with a 2.5 GPA your freshman year, you'll never get into medical school. Well, guess what? I see it every day. Students who are overcoming those initial struggles and showing the medical schools who they are today. My message every day to you is to wake up and do the things that you want to do, to live the life that you want to live. And if that means you're out there doing things that have nothing to do with medicine while still pursuing your dream of medicine, that is perfectly okay. And actually preferable to those students out there who are out there checking off all of the boxes, thinking everything they have to do has to point to medicine. I get so many questions from students saying, I started on this journey later. Is that going to be looked at negatively? And the answer is no. You're allowed to live your life. You're allowed to explore, to be passionate, to be inquisitive, to to be interested in things outside of medicine. That's okay. That's allowed. And dare I say that is preferred because physicians aren't monolithic beings of science and service. Every physician out there is a human being passionate about whatever they're passionate about. And having your own passions will lead to greater success, personally and professionally. You'll be happier. You will take better care of your patients because of that. You will be a better colleague because of that. My biggest message every time I talk nowadays, when I, when I talk to schools, every time I get the opportunity to talk to students one-on-one, is follow 
your passions. It's the most cliche thing I can say, but it's the, the message that I continually have to share because too many students, whether it's just assumptions they're making or messaging that they're getting from social media or other trusted people in this space that they are using to help guide them on their journey, they're, they're thinking, they're making assumptions that everything they have to do has to show why they're interested in medicine. It's funny, I, I worked with a student a couple of years ago now, and I looked at his application. He didn't get into medical school the first time, and he had three or four activities on his application, on his AMCAS application. So you have 15 spots. He had three or four activities, and all of them were medically related. And this was a non-traditional student. I think he was in his early 30s. And I asked him, I'm like, what have you been doing with your time since you graduated college? Because his medical stuff wasn't, only filled the last year or two of his, of his just time on this planet. And so he had a big gap from when he graduated college to when he had activities on his application. And he said, well, I've, I've been, it, I was doing stuff not in medicine. And I was like, okay, but why didn't you put it on your application? He assumes that the application was just for healthcare-related things. The AMC gives you 18 categories on AMCAS to categorize your activities. Hobbies, extracurricular activities, research, boring. <laughs> but you have paid, non-clinical, volunteer, non-clinical. You have other things in, in your life to share with medical schools, to share with your future community, your future classmates. All of those things are important. So he tweaked his application. He added in all of these other amazing things that he's been doing, including managing a Walmart, which tells me a lot of intangibles about his commu uh, communication skills, his leadership skills, his organization skills, his responsibility, his maturity. It tells me a lot about who he is as a person when I look at an application like that. So every day when I say follow your passions, I, I mean it. I don't say it for some cliche reason. I say it because that will help you. That will help you when you apply to medical school. The, the one thing I've learned over these almost 10 years podcasting, more than 10 years having my website and looking at data and, and talking to people is that there is no perfect medical school applicant. All of you are different. All of you have different experiences. All of you have different interpretations. I, I was just from MAPTCON last week. If you didn't watch or didn't go to MAPTCON, we have the replay up, mappedcon.com, M-A-P-P-D-C-O-N.com. If you go there, you can watch the replay. One of our speakers was Jeff Polish, and he has a PhD in molecular cell biology, but now he teaches people how to do storytelling. And that's one of my biggest passions. And we nerded out about that for 45 minutes or so. And, and one of his words was interpretation. I, I call it reflection typically, but the interpretation of your experience. 
is what will set you apart from everyone else when applying to medical school. You and 10,000 other applicants may have scribed, may have worked as a CNA, may have worked as an EMT. You all taken all of the prereq, uh, pre-med prereqs, right? Med school prereqs to apply to medical school. But your interpretation of those experiences is what helps you differentiate yourself. The most common question I get these days is how do I stand out? And that's the answer. You just be yourself. Writing your application, writing those essays, focusing on your interpretation of the experiences. Dr. Scott Wright, our VP of Academic Advising at MAPT, talks about the what and the so what. Too many people focus on the what, thinking that is what is going to help them stand out. It's the so what, the interpretation of the what that helps the medical school application re- uh, reviewers, the, the admissions committee members and reviewers, they are the ones that are reading these, trying to connect with who you are as a person through writing. And when you're able to focus on your passions, reflect on that journey, interpret what happened and what that means to you, that's how you stand out. So when I tell you follow your passions, that is what I mean. Don't worry about what will stand out on an application. Do the things that interest you. Wake up every day and do the things that interest you. If you're dragging yourself into a research lab and you are super excited about it for the first three months and now it's a slog and you don't enjoy it, then step away. You are doing the lab a favor. You are doing your PI a favor by stepping away because someone more passionate, more driven will come in and do the work that you're not doing because you're not passionate about it. It's okay. So 500 episodes in, I want to ask you, what has been your favorite episode? I would love for you to to just go onto social media, take a screenshot of of the artwork or whatever that you're you're playing this podcast on, take a screenshot, share it on stories, whatever. Use a hashtag premed years five hundred and and tag medical school HQ tag mapped and and really help us understand um, what has impacted you so far. And, and moving forward, what we can continue to do to make an impact in this pre-med world. I have, at, over the, the 10 years I've been doing this, I've built many relationships with people who can have more of an impact in this world. And we have phone calls lined up and conversations lined up and all of the, the software stuff that we're doing with MapDAP. We have amazing, amazing plans to really help and change the pre-med world, to to make this process easier, more transparent, to demystify, is the word we always use, this pre-med process. And so as we're looking for where we go in the next 10 years, we need you to help guide us, direct us. And we listen 
to so many of you. So if you want to send us messages, if you want to join the pre-med hangout, which is our Facebook group of over 18,000 students, join there, talk to us in there, connect with us and, and really help guide us in these next 10 years. My biggest message for you, 10 years in and hopefully another 10 years to come is what I mentioned earlier. Wake up every day and do the things you love. Now, of course, there are going to be things that you're not going to love about this. The cost is one of them. And that's just uh, an evil that we have to deal with right now. And as we continue to work on on ways of of making things more equitable, we'll, we'll keep fighting that good fight. The or organic chemistry and biochemistry and and classes like that, those aren't very fun. And a lot of people say that they're useless when it comes to being a physician. And and I don't know, right? The 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 topics potentially. Being a physician, doing well in the MCAT, uh be, being being an amazing physician is all about critical thinking. And I think if we can change our mindset around some of these things that we do, these prereqs that we have to take. And instead of asking yourself, why do I have to learn this uh, equation? Why do I have to learn this reaction? Why do I have to learn this uh, cell cycle, whatever, Krebs cycle, (laughs) citric acid cycle? Um, Come at it from a different angle about critical thinking, that you're learning critical thinking skills. And uh, I, I think a lot of our education system is broken. We're, we're forced to memorize things these days when we don't have to because we all have computers in our pockets now with with cell phones and smartphones. And uh, there, there's just a lot of weirdness in this journey. But I, I think if you come into it with a little bit of a better mindset of being allowed to think critically through this process, to see things in a different way. Uh, I've been talking a lot about with the MCAT podcast, the the material that you learn on the MCAT, uh, the material that you learn in your classes, the way that the MCAT focuses on it is from a four-dimensional kind of uh, point of view so that an amino acid, you may know what the amino acid looks like, but can you look at it from behind, from the side, and from the top, and from the bottom? Can can you can you look at that amino acid from all different angles? Because that's the type of thinking that will help you through your classes, through the MCAT, but also help you in medical school and when patients come to you. Because surprise, patients don't just show up like a textbook. And so you're going to have to think critically when patients come in with their symptoms, and it doesn't line up with everything you've learned in a textbook. But you'll be able to think critically about that patient. You'll be able to ask critical questions that will help you get to a diagnosis sooner, to get to treatment sooner, to hopefully help your patients sooner. So uh, there's lots of, of not fun things about this journey, but there are lots of amazing things. And the, the last thing I want to leave you with is is just... Being able to treasure every day, right? Wake up, do the things you love. Obviously, do the things that you need to do, but do the things you love as well. And if that means you uh, are in a dance troupe and you're auditioning for for different dancing, whatever. Uh, There's a med student on TikTok who thought she had to give up her dance career because she's in med school. And nope, she, she was showing a video the other day of her going and auditioning for 
a new role and she is following her passions even in medical school. But the, the cherish every day is an important one. I think too many of us focus on the end result as the only success, the only measure of success in this journey. Too many of us look at that white coat, look at the MD, look at the DO, look at being an attending, look at having the house and the Mercedes and the, the, the vacations and the, the boats and the whatever it is in your life that you are working towards, that you have on your vision board or that you just have been dreaming about forever. Too many of, of us use that as the yardstick to measure success. Success is waking up every day, being on this journey, continuing to take one step towards your ultimate goals and, and enjoying today. Whether that's showing up for class, showing up to the gym, eating well, sleeping well, building friendships, building relationships, doing well on your quizzes and exams, doing well on the MCAT, studying for the MCAT successfully for a day, for two days, for one week. All of those are successes and wins that you should be taking every day. Celebrate those wins, celebrate those successes, and they will make this whole journey easier. I promise. I'll leave you with that 500 episodes in of the pre-mid years, 500 more to go, hopefully, if not more. Uh, we continue to make content for you here every day through MAPT and Medical School HQ. And as our brands grow and our reach grows and our, our influence grows, just know, hopefully, that we are here to make this process easier. We're here to make this process better for all of you involved advisors, students, med schools, all of it. We have plans to make the whole process easier for everyone, even application services. We had a, a conversation the other day with an application service and some features that we're looking to add for, to MapDAP will make their job easier. Blew my mind that we could make an application services job easier. So I'm in it. I hope you're along for the ride. And remember, reach out if you have any feedback, any suggestions, anything that we can do better for you. Reach out to us. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.